You're listening to the Radical Disruption Podcast with Maya Nicole, nursing student turned multi-six-figure online entrepreneur. Here we talk all things real and raw when it comes to entrepreneurship and what it really takes to get to the next level. Leave the small biz talk at the door and buckle up for the tangible, tactical, and actionable steps that will help guide you in building a disruptive business. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast, which is all on how to create SOPs. First off, though, what the heck is an SOP? I remember when someone was like, you should create SOPs for your business. I was like, SOPs? I'm like, I don't know what that means. I immediately went to Google. I was like, what the heck are they talking about? SOP means standard operating procedure, but really what the heck does that mean? It's actually very simple. It's just a written set of work instructions for a task. So think like step-by-step instructions that you and or your employees can follow to be more efficient, reduce mistakes, and also control quality ultimately. Uh, I'd like to think of it like a flowchart. So like if blank were to happen, then do blank. Or if you've seen those flows where it'll ask like a question and then based off of whether or not you say like yes or no, then you'll get like a different answer or you'll get put into like a different flow. That's kind of what you want to think of when it comes to SOPs. What types of SOPs do I recommend creating? You can create a bunch of different SOPs. These are the ones that I recommend though. Failed payments handling refund requests, team member onboarding, client onboarding and offboarding, launching an offer, and then batching content like emails, podcasts, Instagram, blog posts, whatever makes sense for your business. That being said, that's obviously just to name a few. You can create SOPs for basically anything in in your business um, that you follow a step-by-step process. And again, it's just a step-by-step process that you put into a document. I will say that you would be surprised by how many things have a step-by-step process, even when you think that they don't, as you start thinking about implementing SOPs in your business. So think of tasks that you repeat in your business. Most of them, if not all of them, can be systemized in this way. For a really long time, I was like, there's no tasks that I do every day. There's no repetition. Like I do something different. I approach tasks and situations differently each time. But the deeper that I actually looked at things, I saw patterns. And then I realized that those patterns could be turned into SOPs, like a step-by-step. If you want to scale and you want to stop wasting time and also be able to hire easier, you need SOPs. If you want to ever be able to step away from your business and have your team handle things, you need SOPs. If you want to work less, you need SOPs. Every business that is going to be successful uh, needs an SOP. What types of SOPs can you create though? There's really four different types of SOPs. You can do written, video, flowchart, and checklists. Or you could even do one that's kind of a combo of all of them or a combo of two of them. And we'll get more into that in just a second. I personally stick to written mainly but all of them are really great. It just depends on what makes the most sense for the task that you're trying to write out and the different situations. So like checklists are really great for delegating something to like a team member so nothing gets skipped over. Whereas like flowcharts are really great if you have like a few different pathways and options depending on the situation. Like for example, 
handling failed payments or handling refunds. Like you could have a different flow where it's like, you know, are they reaching up, uh, out about a refund about this type of offer? If yes, then like take this path versus like, if no, then take this path. Like, so there's a bunch of different things. It, it totally just depends again on the situation. Now, let's dive into the how of creating SOPs. And it's so simple. You're going to be like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's very simple. Step one. And this is actually, let me preface this by saying, this is a pretty official way of creating SOPs. They don't have to be this official, but I like it to be official because it makes me feel like I'm like, I don't know, like an actual CEO. (laughs) And I don't know. I just think it's fun. Anyways. Okay. Step one, create a cover photo that has a title of the SOP. So for example, if the SOP is for handling failed payments, you could have the title be handling failed payments. You want to also have in that cover photo when it was created. So the date that it was created or the date that it was updated or both, if it's applicable. And also who's handling the task. So if it's just you on your team and you're the one that's handling it, you can exclude that. But if there's like a certain person on your team, like let's just say your virtual assistant is the one that handles this specific task, uh, then you could write down like their name and their title, something along those lines. Now, step two, you want a contents page that really just breaks down what can be found inside of this SOP, what pages that they're on. So kind of like, you know, when you open a book and it breaks down the different chapters, that's what you're going to want there on that page. Step three is an overview or a summary of the task and why it's important and any goals that you have with the task. So that way, and this is really important when you start to hire, obviously, like you're going to probably know why the task is important, especially if you're creating an SOP on it. But when you start hiring other people, they probably don't know why that task is important you know, what goals you have with that task. Like for example, if the SOP has anything to do with like communicating with customers, maybe you have a goal of communicating really quickly with customers and getting back to them within the first 12 hours of their response or their inquiry or or whatever. Like maybe that's a goal that you have. Write that down on that page. Step number four is where you start writing down the step-by-step process. So I like to kind of think of it like Ikea instructions, which actually that's probably a bad example now that I'm saying that out loud because Ikea instructions are probably not the best instructions, but any instruction manual, you know, where it's like step one, do this, step two, do this, like that's what you're going to be putting in and this step. Um, And this is where, you know, a flow chart is going to come into play, a checklist or written steps. And if you're doing a loom, uh, or I should say, if you're doing a video, I recommend doing it as a loom. I would verbally do all of these steps. So steps one through three that I just ran through, a cover photo, the contents page, the overview and summary, I would verbally do those inside of a video if you're doing the video SOP. Um, let me give an example of a very brief, and this is not at all detailed step by step, but like this is what you would want to do inside of this document. It would be something along these lines. So I could create an SOP for how I handle failed payments. So First, once the failed payment email comes in, I will let my automated email system handle it. After the third failed payment email, I will reach out to the customer and say XYZ. And I'm literally going to put like a script of whatever it was that I would say. After the fourth failed payment, the customer's access to the offer will be restricted. And then 15 days after the fourth failed payment, uh, I'll send the remaining payment balance to collections if it hasn't been paid. That's kind of like, again, that's like a step-by-step, right? So like, if this doesn't happen, then do this. After the third failed payment, do this. After the fourth failed payment, do this. 
that's a very brief, not at all detailed breakdown, um, but I would write out all of that, right? And I would put it into a document so I can reference it every single time that there's a failed payment or my team can. And again, this is so important, not just for you. And like, you might be thinking like, I don't need to do this because I know the steps to take. This is so important if you ever want to be able to delegate or automate any of these tasks, because when you go about hiring someone, you're going to have to walk them through all these things. And how easy would it be? So easy, by the way. Um, if you had an SOP in this beautiful document or this beautiful video, wherever it is, the format that you created it in, and you're like, hi, this is the SOP of how to do, you know, the whatever it is that the tasks that you're delegating to this person, and they're going to have a step-by-step detailed system to walk through. And this is going to minimize the amount of mistakes that are being made, right? And it's also going to help them so much because they can always just refer back to it with any questions, which kind of leads me to step five of how to create an SOP, which is the optional last few pages of this document. You don't have to do these things, but there are four optional things that you could do here. So option number one, you could add a glossary to this SOP. And this could include like terms, abbreviations. So if you're using I guess an example of a perfect abbreviation would be like SOP. If you want to have a glossary that breaks down like what does SOP mean? So if you use a lot of different terms and like abbreviations throughout the like step-by-step that you wrote out or that you were showing inside of a video maybe, then that would be included inside the glossary. So that way people aren't coming back to you and they're like, what does this mean? And it's, it's just all in the glossary. So that's option number one. Option number two, and you can do all these or you could do one of them or you could do a few of them. And option number two is a contact list. So if someone needs support with that task, who do they go to? Or it could even be a contact list of like, let's just say that you're utilizing Kajabi as the program and maybe Kajabi has a support team, which they do, by the way, they do have a support team. (laughs) You could like reference like maybe the Kajabi support emails there. So that way, if someone has a question about a certain thing or maybe there's like a tech issue, you could have that in the contact list so they could easily access that. Option number three is a resource list. So does the person that is doing the task, whether that be you or someone on your team, do they need login information to a certain tool? Uh, Maybe they need other SOPs to reference. So like if this SOP maybe isn't the right steps to be taking for whatever the situation is, like is there another SOP that they could be linked to? Adding that in there. Option number four is an FAQ section. If one of the other three other options um, still doesn't answer all of the questions, you could add this in, add this section in, or you could just use this section instead of all the other sections. So again, these are optional pages and they're all great. I would say if you have a team, these are probably the most, I would definitely recommend at least doing one or two of these optional different pages on the document because it's going to be really, really helpful for them to be able to not have to go to you every single time they have a question or need to find something. Um, But it's also helpful too, if you're just doing the task, because how many times do you have to like, if you're reaching out to like a support uh, email, or if you're like looking up, I guess you probably don't look up abbreviations if you're the one that's using them all the time. But like, you know, especially like with like reaching out to like support, like how easy would it be to just be able to have an email that you just copy and paste? And that way you don't have to like go search for the support email or support phone number or whatever, whoever it is you're contacting. So it can also be helpful for you. And then step number six, which is not really necessarily like super part of like creating the SOP, but kind of still is, which is updating your SOP. So make sure you look at the SOPs at least quarterly to make sure that they're still effective and relevant and that they're doing their job and that there's not any other steps that you need to like maybe take out or that you need to add in based off of like how your business is growing and evolving. So to recap, 
on those six steps there. Uh, step number one is create a cover photo. Step number two is the contents page. Step number three is the overview or summary. Step number four is a, that step-by-step process that people are going to walk through. Step number five are the optional last pages of the document that you want to add in. If You don't have to add in, but you can if you want to. Step number six is just making sure you're updating your SOP. So again, very simple, not complex whatsoever. Basically, it is like that instruction manual. Now, let me give you a few tips, though, when it comes to creating your SOPs. Create the SOP as you are doing the task. This is going to really help you to make sure that you aren't skipping over any steps, that nothing is missing there. Tip number two, don't add too much detail. So in a sense, actually, the IKEA example was a good example because Ikea definitely doesn't get too detailed. Um, They actually just give you probably just about as much as you need to know, which is honestly pretty good uh, concept to apply to your SOP because you don't want to get so detailed and have too many steps because the more steps that you add in and like the more like it's like super, super, super detailed, unless it's like very, very clear and simple and broken down in a very simple way, it can lead to things getting missed. And it also leads to making things not as efficient, which is like totally the opposite of the purpose of the SOP in the first place. Another tip is make sure that you double check the SOP once it's created to make sure that nothing is missing. So it's just a team of one. If you're just a solopreneur, I love you. I'm cheering you on. Um, That's amazing. If that's the case, I would just make sure that you go over it again, just to make sure that, that you're not missing any steps. And if you have a team though, you could have them review it. And then my last tip is use screenshot images to really enhance the clarity of the step. Anything that like could use a visual example to it, like maybe like there's a certain like place in like the tool or program that you use that people often can't find. Like you could show a screenshot with like maybe an arrow pointing to like how they can find that certain resource. So again, like the visuals can really help add more clarity to the process. But also, if it's like really visual, you could also just use a video instead of writing it out in text. So that would come back to like, what is the best way to create this SOP? Maybe the best way, if it's super visual, wouldn't be to do it in a written format. It would maybe be to do it in a video format. Some tools that you can use for the different formats of SOPs. If you're doing a video, you could use Loom, like I was talking about earlier. And if you do like a flow chart, there's a program that's called Lucid Chart. That's a really good one. And if you're doing like checklists and like a written document, you can just use Google Docs or you could use Canva. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Okay, (laughs) that was a lot all in a short amount of time on SOPs, but I really hope that it was helpful in helping you to get started systemizing your business and really putting the steps into place to be able to scale. You're never too early into your business to do this, and you're never too far into business to get started. I'll catch you on the next episode. If this episode has served you in any way, I'd love it if you shared what you've learned, any aha moments that you may have had, or something that you loved, and tag me on Instagram at Maya Nicole. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that we can continue to learn and grow together. Thank you so much for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you in the next episode.